The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So this is a this is an opportunity for um, questions or comments about what you what you experienced. Any any questions about the instructions? Yeah, and let's use the mics. I'll do pass them back hand to hand. Yeah. In the back. So usually I focus here on the breath. And this time I felt like I was focused in here my ears. So it felt like the energy. Stayed. When you say in the ears, was it hearing or? There's a lot of hearing. Okay, uh huh. And so I felt like it was more vigilant. In um, in what way? Trying to stay with it. Staying with it, uh huh. And then when I was looking at the relationship, sometimes I would go into thinking. Okay, yeah, that's that's a common thing I think you know. So the the vigilance. Was the vigilant, did it feel heavy, the vigilance, or was it just? I wasn't, my body was relaxed, but I felt kind of exhausted about the vigilance. Okay, then that might be a little too much vigilance. So you could back off a little bit on the, I have to stay on top of this. (laughs) You know, that's an attitude, actually. It's a, that's a a way of bringing uh, a a kind of a, a greed, almost, or a, either agreed or an aversion, agreed of I've got to stay here or an aversion to I can't get lost. You know, so just back off a little bit. If it feels if it feels heavy or it feels exhausting, that's probably too much in the way of the of the efforting. That one thing that Saito Utejaniya sometimes says is, uh, you know, this, this practice is like running a marathon. And if we're starting by feeling like we're sprinting, we are going to get exhausted. And so it's just, you know, just that, that light touch, that light touch. And so that's this art of how much effort to make is something to explore, you know, from the very beginning. You know, if it feels exhausting, back off. And there's the other piece was, uh, oh, going into thinking around checking the attitude. Um, if you notice that, I mean, just, just let it go and reminding yourself that the checking of the attitude isn't about trying to figure it out. It's kind of like, I think of it almost as like just dropping in the question and is something really willing to show itself? So not, not actively looking. That, that I think that can be a common um, um, misunderstanding or habit around asking ourselves questions to go out and try to find the answer. But this isn't about trying to find the answer. Just... It's kind of like seeing what's willing to show itself. And, and likewise with the question, aware what, uh, of what? It's like, what's willing to show itself? So thank you for those comments. Anyone else? Yeah. Something interesting um, happened as I was... Following the instructions, you know, in a relaxed way, I was just doing that. 
And at some point, um, I was asking the question, you know, what, what are you aware of? And there was, there was a shift in the mind into paying attention to, to the breath and to the body a little bit more than I was aware of. And then there was a thought, oh, it's pretty safe to know that you can always go back to the breath. It's pretty safe to know the, the, the path. And so suddenly I, there was an attitude of being freaked out. Uh-huh. Of um, of now, you know, being more open to the awareness. But I thought that I was open to the awareness. So uh, there was a moment of what I'm going to do. Uh huh. And then there there was a word of groundlessness. Or so I just wanted to and, share and, that. And in that space of like groundlessness or like kind, of, kind of, sometimes that can happen as we open to this just flow. It's like we see just how fast things are changing or just that there's, you know, there's, it's kind of nowhere to really stand. What was your relationship to that moment? Okay. What was your relationship to that moment? To that moment of groundlessness? Yeah. Um, at the beginning, w- there was fear. At the, and then there was something else that came, well, but this is what you've been doing. And then there was, a, uh, there was just a little bit of settling into that. Um, so there was... There was like a flow of going from one attitude to another. To another, and you noticed you noticed the the kind of shift as it happened. Yeah, Um, um, a couple of pieces. One thing that uh, you pointed to, and I'm just going to going to ask because it sounds like you you have a, a, a practice of using the breath as a as an anchor for your attention. Is that one of your meditation practices? Okay, so, so, yeah, as a way to yes. go into the body. Um, um, so it's a practice. And uh, how many of you noticed during this time that um, you did kind of go back to your usual way of practicing at some point? That's, yeah, this is a really, really common thing. You know, that um, it's almost like we, we, we lose touch of just that, you know, kind of moment to moment. And our, our habit of meditation comes in. Um, if you notice that, and so you kind of notice that your attention kind of gravitated towards the breath, there's, there's two kind of um, things to check into there. First of all, uh, it's just something the mind is doing, and so you don't have to necessarily stop it. <laughs> um, one thing that can be helpful to check in there is, is there an active doing that's kicked in? Have you chosen, like is the mind like really consciously now directing the attention? Is there an, an active doing that's going on around that practice? If there is, it might be kind of like reminding yourself, I don't need to do something to be aware, just can I relax? 
So that might be one approach around the, um, the practice habit. If, if you notice when your practice habit becomes apparent to you that there's an activity of doing involved, see if you can relax that doing activity. You don't necessarily have to like do something else. Like that's, that, that would be using the doing activity to stop doing. <laughs> just, but just kind of relax around the doing. And it may be that, that the attention would continue with the breath or with whatever the practice um, that you're familiar with is. Um, another thing that sometimes happens is that we end up with a very familiar, very comfortable, almost easeful, uh, non-doing relationship to a practice. For me, when I um, stopped doing anything, when I relaxed and just let the mind notice what it noticed, it noticed within a very particular sphere of experience. It noticed body sensations. And so when I would relax and not do anything, the mind would gravitate towards being aware of body. And the instruction of, we'll just relax and don't do anything, you know, it's like, well, it is my practice habit to go there, but when I relax and don't do anything, that's what it does. (laughs) And so I asked Sayadaw Utejani about it, and he said, this is a time actually to actively do something. So in my case, rather than relaxing and stop doing, you know, the fact that the attention had this fear of, you know, it, it kind of gravitated to the body. He said, what he said is you need to also include the mind. In fact, the, the, you know, the, the, what's happening in the mind is a huge part of where this practice begins to open up to understanding what's going on in our, in our lives and in our experience. And so he didn't tell me how I, to do it, but he said, you need to also pay attention to something that's going on in your mind. And so he didn't tell me how to explore this, but what I ended up doing um, was I would just start by just relaxing and letting the practice do itself. I mean, I could just allow, and for some people that may be when you sit down and close your eyes, you know, it's almost automatic to go to the breath. It doesn't take effort. It feels very relaxed. For me, it was just like it was automatic to go to body sensations. I could sit there and just be present with ease without a lot of efforting and just notice this flow of body sensations. And so I let myself start there. It's like, this is, you know, relax, aware, what am I aware of? And then my way in, because he'd said, um, you know, uh, check into what's going on in your mind, I just opened to, and what's the attitude that's happening around the practice here? So, you know, here's what's going on, you know, body sensations, and what's the relationship? And the relationship was happiness, Calm, peace, ease. I had no conscious awareness that that was going on while I was with the body. And as I just opened to that, well, what's my relationship? What's happening in the mind in relationship to this natural practice? It began to open to a whole new domain, domain of experience that I was unfamiliar with paying attention to. It opened me to the mind. And so one other tool, if you find that you simply are relaxed around a particular meditation practice, that gravitating towards and just like, whew, there it is, and it feels very easeful there, check into your relationship. 
What else is going on in the mind? If it's that easeful, likely there is uh, some wholesome qualities in the mind that can be opened to or that are also present that may not be consciously connected to. So um, those are two, two explorations around when we notice that practice habits are, are going in our, uh, in our meditation. One, one, um, one uh, of my friends got to practice or meet, not practice with, but meet Sayadaw Utejaniya's teacher, Shwe Umin Sayadaw. And uh, he heard this instruction around, you know, don't actively choose what you're paying attention to, but just relax and open. And my friends asked him, got to ask him this direct question, you know, but when I relax, my, my mind goes to the breath. And Shwe Umin Sayadaw just simply said, notice the mind that wants to do that. That was his response. Notice the mind that wants to do that. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. And maybe one more, if there's one more. Um, my usual practice is metta, helping me focus. Um, but this was lovely. And I, I'm just going back to the original definition of mindfulness where I guess it's John Kabat-Zinn talking about uh, it being a verb, awarenessing. Yes. Uh-huh. Which um, I'm finding helpful here um, because um, as I was practicing it without metta, um, realizing that I was, it was sort of like a house cleaning effect. Mm-hmm. I was awarenessing uh-huh. all of this and uh-huh. uh, that in itself was enough. Thank you. Beautiful. So now we're going to try this with walking. Um, The instructions, you know, one of the things I love about this particular practice is that the instructions don't change no matter what we're doing. The instructions are the same for sitting on the cushion, for doing walking practice, for being mindful while we're driving, (laughs) for being mindful while we're chopping vegetables or having a conversation. It's the same practice. There's no difference on or off the cushion. So the practice of while walking, aware. Am I aware? What am I aware of? That's the basic instruction. And from time to time checking in, what's the relationship to what I am aware of? So again, that's the basic instruction. Very helpful often to start out the walking similar to the way we did in the sitting to cultivate relaxation. Um, Again, the relaxed body, the relaxed mind can more naturally enter into this field of uh, awareness and knowing what we are aware of. And so a good way to explore relaxation in walking is to just begin by finding a pace that feels comfortable. Finding a way to, uh, to walk that feels relaxed. For some, that may be a kind of a slower pace. For some, it may be a faster pace. I want to encourage you in this walking to walk pretty normally. This is um, not about slow walking. 
not about lifting, moving, placing. I actually want you to go out and walk in the neighborhood. I don't even want you to do back and forth walking. I want you to take a walk. Find a pace that feels comfortable and then open to aware. What am I aware of? Aware of what? Aware of what? In walking practice, um, we do open a lot. I mean, our eyes are going to have to be open. So the field of sight becomes more predominant. Uh, The field of sound may also become more predominant as you're out in the world and not enclosed in walls. Um, so again, these, these, these experiences of seeing, of hearing, are just part of the flow of what we can be aware of. One interesting exploration around sight and sound in particular in walking meditation is to see if there can be an awareness of the distinction between seeing and looking. Seeing being a much, the use of the word seeing being much more receptive, not choosing what we are looking at, but just kind of settled back in that kind of, you know, receptive mode. So seeing versus when does the mind kind of pick up on something and start looking at it? What, what, what happens there? Or likewise with sound, hearing versus listening. So when does the mind kind of move to to listening and when does it move to hearing? Now this is not about trying to stay in the space of seeing and not do looking, but to just notice, oh, you know, the mind starts to look when there's bright patches of color or the mind starts to look when there's movement in the field of vision or the mind starts to hear, to, to move from hearing to listening when a loud sound or a sudden sound appears. So just notice that. Just notice this distinction between seeing and looking, hearing and listening as a very natural function of the way our senses work. Again, you know that you're probably not going to be necessarily doing the looking. What we, what we see as we, as we engage in this kind of thing is like we're, we're walking along just letting the, the receptive sight and then suddenly there's a patch of color and boom. It's, like, it's not like we said, oh, I think I'll direct my attention over here now. It's automatically there. That is just the mind doing its work. Are, are we naturally orient towards sudden sounds or... We naturally orient towards change in the field of vision. So this is just something to to recognize as part of the the process. So relax. uh, Start with a pace of comfort, of ease, whatever feels most comfortable, and then um, moving towards this aware of what. And from time to time checking in to your relationship, your attitude about what's happening. Uh, We will walk until um, 11.45, so that's about 35 minutes. And I'll ring a bell, you know, keep uh, keep track of the time. I'll ring a bell around 11.40. So, you know, you've got quite a bit of time to take a walk through the neighborhood, but see if you can be back in the vicinity of the building around 11.40, and I'll ring a bell around 11.40 to, um, to call you back to this sitting. So, enjoy your walk.